to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, James. Hello. Kieran. Hello. And Shannon. Hello. On the show this week, uh, we're going to be talking about some notable game delays, The Last of Us TV show wrapping up, and a must-play PSVR 2 game. But first, James, you reviewed Resident Evil 4 Remake. Tell us your thoughts. I did. Um, yeah, so what a ride it's been. <laughs> um, how many yeah, years... Um, how, like, when did Resident Evil uh, 4 come out? I was trying to think about this the other day. Uh, I mean, you didn't have to try and think about it. You could just Google it, which I'll I do right Googled now. It. That's like 2004? Um, I feel okay. like 2007 is oh, yeah. the correct answer. Oh, really? Um, close, though. Not Very soon, uh, as isn't it? as I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, not soon at all. Anyway, <laughs> let's move away from that. Um, yeah, so it's been a while. Um, I don't think it's any secret to anyone who knows me, like deep and intimately, that I am not a huge fan. I'm not okay. That's a lie. Resident Evil Four. I think that's everyone, a lot of people's favorite Resident Evil. It's yeah. never quite been my favorite. Like I, I like, I like it. I acknowledge it's quite a good game. I think it's influenced so many other games. Like, you really can't overstate how influential it was. Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah. Like, I didn't really have a big, I guess, nostalgia for Resi 4 as much as everyone else did. Uh, but everything about this remake has, like, really, really vibed with me more so than the oh. original. Which, like, I think is... I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see what, like, a lot of people think about it besides me. Um, like, but, yeah, it's just... So, basically, the the I guess the core concept of it is, like, yes, it's a remake, but it really does its best to try and recontextualize the game, the original game, which was very action-y, into more of, like, a horror experience. Um, mm. Still doesn't obviously reach, like, those... There's, like, scary heights of, like, say, the first half of RE7, which I still think is really, really masterful in the way that it does ski. Or even yeah. the house, Beneviento from Village, or the DLC with the dolls. Um, there's just, like... It, it's not as scary as those, but, like, they definitely do a better job of making it more... I guess, like, classic Resident Evil, almost. Like, more in line with, say, RE2. Um, or, I guess, to a lesser extent, RE7. So... Yeah, like, I, I think it's really... They've done a really good job. They've been really respectful to the original. Like, almost everything that's in the original is is here in the remake. They've cut, like, about one boss and a grenade type. Like, that's the major things <laughs> that I can think of. And, like, there's a room that I think people will be disappointed that's been cut. But overall, I think they've done a pretty good job of keeping everything in there. Um, and staying faithful to the source material. And also, like, skirting the line... Uh, between keeping it cheesy, because RE4 is super cheesy, like Leon's one-liners and the villains and stuff are all quite, like, hammy, <laughs> um, but, like, they they do a really good job of keeping that vibe in there while making it look more realistic and getting keeping it more, like, dark. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked at how good it is. Um, I know that, like, obviously, like, I really like Resident Evil, uh, but I was ready for this to kind of just be, like, another Resident Evil game. But, like, I'm pretty happy to claim that it's probably their best effort so far since they've started with RE7 onwards. Um, it's super long, lots of variety in that length, though. It's not just, like, long and boring. Like, they're always throwing something new at you. But the side quests are great. Um, not in the sense that they're, you know, adding more story or anything, but just, like, they're nice little distractions that kind of open the game up a lot more than what it was when it first came um, okay. on GameCube and stuff. Uh, and just adding a bit of length to what was already a really long experience. So, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised chatting to you um, as you're sort of playing the game that it is that bit longer than what I've, I know from the handful of Resident Evil games I've played. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's given you a new appreciation for 4, or is it rather different, and it's something new? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I appreciate 4 anymore. Like, I don't have... I Like I said, I actually feel like this is better, and I, I right. do think that, like, once again, I, I have a feeling a lot of people will disagree with me, but I genuinely think... 
like this game just does so much more with um so like the f- original game was very much like let's just make it more actiony and mm. there's some tension there but not a lot um but it didn't really feel like resident evil in that like there weren't fi- a lot of files to find there wasn't a lot of like backstory there and stuff um and it was all kind of just thrown in and said this is how things are in this village and stuff and that's it like there was it and save the president's daughter and that's all but like in this they've really got done a really good job of like say adding files and lore that give backstory to like every single creature you encounter or like um the processes behind like say the thing that's made all these people crazy yeah um i'm trying not to spoil it because i know like people still don't actually know some people might not have played it and um, uh, yeah i haven't i'm still only really yeah. so far as like the demo really i've not played much beyond yeah that. so so everything like is is better explained. Um, there's a scene in the original game where the bad guy just explains his story to Leon and like what he wants to do, but like it would have made more sense for him not to do that. So that a lot of that kind of stuff, that that kind of wonky writing has been fixed up and really yeah. tightened. Um, a lot of characters who like died early um, last a bit a lot longer in this game with a lot more backstory. It's just like everything that was in that original game. Mm. which was fine from a gameplay perspective. I just think today with the writing and the presentation and stuff, it's just been all like upgraded in like so many ways. Yeah. Um, and going back, we spoken about area. this before, but I like how they've kind of stuck with the progression between the remakes of two, three and four. Like they've not been a lot of crossover in mechanics. Like the first time in four, you kind of do one of those roundhouse kicks and engage in some of that kind of follow up melee combat. It feels kind of fresh although it's not like a revolutionary mechanic because it's new to this kind of progression of remakes i suppose it feels um fresh and exciting and even like something as simple as interacting with the um typewriter to save like that's where your storage is and stuff too um like i just thought that was a little like some of the clunkiness of two and three which kind of feel of carryovers from the original games I can still see that process of refinement nearly kind of 20 years on, um, which I quite like. I also think the combat is series best easily. Like there's Mm. so much more to it. Um, It's kind of weird to think this game was originally so highly revered when you couldn't crouch, like as an example, like there was so kind of like limitations of that game that you didn't even think about. Or if something's attacking you, something goes to attack you, and you haven't shot them first, like, you take damage. But now yeah. in this one, like, in the remake and stuff, you can literally just crouch and you'll, you'll dodge a move. Um, or you can parry now with the knives. And obviously there's a there's a trade-off there, like, your knives are breakable and stuff, but that never gets annoying mm. in the same sense that most people would think, um, you know, disintegrating weapons would get annoying. And you um, can kind of, like, stealth kill people too, right? Like, yeah, more stealth, stealth is, now. like, quite yeah. viable now. Like, it's not, like, the, yeah. the best way to play, for sure. Like, And, uh, I mean, it is, it's it's good for, like, it reminds me of Evil Within in that way, where you could sneak around, kill a lot of shit, like, that way, and save ammo. Um, but, but then you can still, it, it's also can just quickly turn into a, a firefight pretty quickly and oh, still yes. <laughs> be fine. Yeah. I think if everyone's played the demo by now, yeah. um, it is, it does get pretty intense pretty quickly. And this one has, I feel like double the enemies on screen at any point, but you have those tools now, uh, to kind of be able to deal with that. Yeah. Um, it was funny having played eight. I remember when we were playing it, you were saying it play, pays homage to four in so many ways. Like that kind of first story beat is exactly the same. Like, to the mm-hmm. extent where you're kind of overwhelmed by this kind of endless sea of enemies until the church bell kind of kicks in. Like, that's exactly what they do in 8. So, I've kind of got a newfound appreciation of that homage now, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. Like, it's it's. I'm surprised how hard it is. Like, I, I think I've played past the demo, but only maybe like 30 to 45 minutes past it. Um, and it, it's it's tough, like tougher than I remember any Resident Evil being. Like, normally there's sort of a slow build up. And it throws like a couple of enemies at you, but yeah, I was dying quite a lot, which might speak to my skills more than anything <laughs> I, else. No, but... I, I, I think um, it's it's not. It is hard to start off with. I don't know what it is. Like I thought I would get straight into it and be all over it and be fine, but I definitely died. My first chapter rate was like fifteen or twenty deaths, um, which is like a lot. Um, but then as I was, you play it and you get like more weapons and you kind of, kind of get more of a vibe with like the parrying and stuff. It does get better in terms of difficulty. Like you definitely, 
master it and start to work out, I guess, like the little things you can do with enemies to make them easy to deal with. Mm. Um, but like, even the gore is great. I don't know. You guys probably aren't further, far enough ahead yet, but once you get more like higher power weapons, you can literally like blow off something's leg or like if you shotgun them in the torso, like a chunk of them will cut out of the torso. Nothing like, like as detailed as say dying light. I mean, dead Island two, which we talked about last week. Um, but yeah, like it's still really, really like gory and you can, and it's not so much like, yes, it's cool and gory, but as a, from a gameplay perspective, it's, if you've got all these people chasing you or you've got like this really powerful enemy chasing you, take out their legs (laughs) because then they won't be chasing you with everybody else. Do you know what I mean? You can kind of thin the crowd that way or slow them down that way. It's good advice. (laughs) Yeah. The combat is genuinely fantastic. I'm like, Karen, have you been able to play a bit of it so far as well? Yeah, I'm um I'm I'm pretty deep into the second chapter now, I think. Um, cool. so I know I was saying so Yeah, I, I know I was saying before I like I'd never played the original. I think I think I did play the original up until like that first like fight in the village and died and got annoyed and then had that same thing again when I played the demo of this one. Um but then playing the full game, I dropped it to assisted difficulty. I was like, I'm just gonna drop it and see how I go. Managed to get through that easy. I've been playing through it I I've probably bump the difficulty back up now because i'm finding it actually like the rhythm of combat quite good so um i'm really enjoying it yeah it's re- it's really cool it's way better than i was expecting um lots of cool little details as well that i wasn't expecting like the fact that at one point leon was talking on the phone and i walked up to one of the breakable boxes and hit x to like kick it and he was like talking on the phone and like smashing the box at the same time i was like oh that's cool like just little little very capcom-esque details like things yeah. that you were like they would they would do that they would go all that way to make that effort to make that possible so yeah i like it there is James. yeah uh, there is like a lot of detail yeah you're right like kieran's right in terms of like even if there, there's little bits that happened in the original game like tiny things that people who have played it hundreds of times before will know or like mm. like if i talk about oven man everyone who's played that game will know that and that's like a really small thing it's like once you see it, you're like what was that but like it's just it's something everybody kind of has a really fond memory of and that's in this game just slightly different um even, like, the goofiest shit, like, there's a room with, like, giant turrets and, and you have to chase a guy around the room and, and avoid the turret fire while shooting him while he's running away. That whole room doesn't exist anymore, but that concept of chasing that guy around the room exists in another room in this game, but it's been redone to make more sense within the setting. Like, it's hard to explain, but I just feel like with Resi 4 especially... You go from the village to the castle to an island, and the island especially is like a very, very industrial area. It still mm. is in the remake, but like it's it's been kind of reimagined to, to tie more in with the cult that is, you know, at it, that appears throughout the whole game. Like it just feels more. I don't know what the word is. I remember you guys a lot with Village. You said that it felt all over the place, more like that, like each area was very different. But now, like yeah. yes, each area is different, but like it all feels consistent. Almost there's like a there's a very solid story being told. Like this whole place has a plot to it behind the scenes, okay. um, which I think is great. Like it's it's something they didn't really have to do. They could have just made the same game, better graphics, improve it all, add a few extra things. But like they've really done a good job of just keeping it the same. But more classic resident evil like cool i'm eager to play more i do have two questions for you though before we move on hit me a how many times are you going to play through the story of re4 remake well it's pretty long um so i don't know presumably Uh, there's some speed runs involved that you get yeah so like my my like my like maiden voyage through the game was about uh, i don't know if that's the right term i was gonna say virgin playthrough and that's probably worse but <laughs> that's what i was exactly what i was thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah um was about 22 to 25 hours i think um when you take into account like deaths and stuff yeah. yeah um but then like i went through the rankings today and i think to get the highest ranking i think you have to beat it in five and a half hours Oh, wow. Which seems really unfathomable. Like, I'm really wondering how I'm going to be able to do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I plan to play it at least three times in the next week. So <laughs> nice. Watch this space <laughs> in, in the, the next, next three days. days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Then the final question of the remakes of Resident Evil, is this the best one yet? Yes, absolutely. Nice. Cool. Like no questions asked. Like two is one of my favorite games ever. And I loved the two remake as well. Um, 
but this, yeah, I really like it. It it is giving me, yeah, I, I like I think it's just so much better than the original in so many ways. Um, yeah, like easily. So, so does wait when you say that? Like, are you talking purely like original to remake, or is this now like your favorite Resident Evil game of all time? Oh, no. But I still... So, RE1 Remake is, like, still my favourite. Like, it's because that's still, like, the old, ye olde classic kind of... <laughs> ye olde. Resident Evil. I don't know yeah. if it goes that far back, man. Oh, 2003, <laughs> I think. So, um... But, yeah, like, that's still my favourite. That will always have a small spot for me because that's just such a tight, like, perfectly, like, made game. Um, Good save. In my eyes. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, and then still but, two, I'm guessing... Yeah, but, like, it, it's definitely, like, probably top three. I, I don't know. Like, two is so good. Wow. Like, you really can't... I, I just love so much about two, but this just does so much right, like, with, with everything. Like, they really have outdone themselves. Um, and in such a short amount of time, too. Like, it, it is absolutely nuts. Yeah, um, I feel like there's Resident Evil games or, like, sizable DLC coming out kind of every six months at the moment. It's nuts. Yeah, it's really good. I, I It's just nice to have, like, a game with as much, like, variety and depth to it from, like, that era of games, like, PS2 GameCube era, but yeah. with, like, today's visual, like, presentation value and p- stuff. Like, it, it's just... They've done a really good job. Um, yeah. I can't wait I, for them to remake Jack in the same way. It's going to be... Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm sure the, the impact me a Jack and the feel will be the same. For sure. <laughs> Especially by me. <laughs> All right. Well, we better keep cracking, but thank you for sharing your thoughts, James. Do check out the full written review um, that I'm sure uh, will be up on the site by the time you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I do want to stick with the reviews for a moment longer, though, and Kieran, come back your way, uh, because before your eyes caught my eyes this week, mm. I, didn't, I didn't mean to say that. That was regrettable. Um, it could be PSVR2's first must-play title. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I don't think must play might be a little bit of a stretch because I don't think it's a game that absolutely everyone will enjoy. It's it's definitely one for like the artsy indie narrative kind of crowd. Um, but if you're one of those people, then it's definitely up there and my my recommendations. If you've got a PSVR two, um, reason like I think the the thing about it is it's one of those games where like it, it wouldn't really have the same impact in any other medium, even like regular mm. like non VR gaming. Um, cause I don't like, you know, I don't know how much you know about it or if you read the review, but essentially like the, the core mechanic is blinking and it uses the PlayStation VR 2's eye tracking to know whether you're blinking or not. Um, and so like you, you're basically, I don't want to say too much cause it's a very short, it's like two hours long. So I, the more I say, the more I'm just going to spoil everything, but essentially yeah. you're just playing a, you're playing a character and you're kind of going through, uh, like a memory of their life, um, from like infancy through to adulthood. Um, and it gives you like, it's just kind of scene crying. by scene. <laughs> <laughs> like it just gives you like it just gives you like an you know an abridged version of their life scene by scene you all, all their sort of core memories um and at a lot of points in time it'll tell you like it'll it'll indicate to you like if you blink it's going to move forward in time to like the next bit yeah. um and so you kind of just experience this there's a little there's little things here and there that you can kind of control with your like eyes like choosing dialogue options and stuff as well but it's mainly just mainly very passive um and like you're right, you like there is there's crying involved. Um, it is a very emotionally written story, but I think the thing that I like the most about it is like even when the even when the narrative beats aren't super emotional, like that that one blinking mechanic can be very like heavy. Mm. Um, like there's there was multiple times when I was playing, I was really enjoying what was happening. It was a happy scene, you know. This character was interacting with people, like patching up relationships building like new hobbies like all these really cool things and i would accidentally blink and and like that memory was gone that moment was gone and i was in the next one i'm like that in itself was like i was like holy shit like i'm gonna cry inside my vr headset i'm I'm gonna like like get electrocuted pinpoint the moment right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's just it's super super cool and you can you can actually play it on like I, i think there's like a mobile version as well and you can play it on pc with a webcam but i think like Doing it in VR is definitely the way to go, especially if you have a PSVR too. Um, so yeah, if you're into that kind of game, if you want to cry a bit, um, definitely, yeah. definitely look into it. 
Shannon, I might need you to fact check that uh, Simpsons reference I made. Is that Ralph who has his heart? Yeah, yeah it is. I you were right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Right, I want to hang up on you. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to ask, like, what is crying in VR like? And does that mess up, like, the blinking mechanic? Like, if you've got tears in your eyes and it, they're pulling up in the bottom of the visor? Um, I, no, no, it seemed all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got like the PSVR 2 has those like grooves in the eyepiece, so like it kind of just runs out, you know. It does have like drained channel. That's good. It's pre built, no, it's, it's pre designed, it's pre designed for crying. It's good. Salty <laughs> discharge all over your headset. Yeah. Um, well, speaking what? of <laughs> guys, come on. They pulled a face, not me. <laughs> Speaking of salty discharges, there was a fair few tears shed in the season finale of The Last of Us, or the HBO gotcha. series, is, uh, The Last of Us, uh, which concluded in the past week um, and broke all sorts of records for HBO in the process. We've not really spoken an awful lot about it as the series has progressed, so I'm kind of eager now to touch base, um, if you'll permit me so much to talk about The Last of Us. Um, Shannon. Keeping it spoiler-free, how did you find the series as a whole? But more so because we spoke to you having you kind of watched it in advance. Like more so the reaction to it. Have you been pleased to see it being as kind of broadly embraced as it has? Um, yeah, definitely. Like just in terms of wide variety that I know um, of people that have watched it, like my mom and family and, and random people at work that... Hmm. Probably that some that knew of The Last of Us or watched their partner play parts of it and others just that had never heard of it or didn't know that there's a part two or a world outside of sort of this TV show. And, yeah, I, I think heard really positive things from anyone and everyone that has watched it in terms of just just all of it, like violence, the story, the ending, and sort of being a little bit confused with that literally being the ending of, of season one. Like just, yeah, really huge a praise uh praise praise from from everyone but just just it's nice to see people talking about the last of us outside of like it has broad appeal mm. within the gaming scene but nice of it to extend beyond that in a new light i guess on a new media yeah it's been like so exciting for me to see um different outlets that don't cover games like talking about the show and you know debating like joel's decision at the end like the same way that fans of the game have debated over the last 10 years or like kind of writing um big sort of pieces about a david as a character and that kind of thing like i've just loved all of that analysis of the story and i guess like being hemmed into this video game sphere for so long to like see it being more broadly discussed is like so exciting and hopefully we've kind of broken the curse now of of people assuming just because it's a video game adaptation that they're kind of critical of it and i was i was hesitant like the way they were marketing it so much about being a video game adaptation i was worried that was going to deter people but it doesn't seem to have and i hopefully it's kind of broken the stigma now and i feel like it it got better and better as time went on like i feel like we were posting about it breaking records every week and it broke records with the season finale and i don't feel like Again, I haven't paid attention to like TV ratings for a while, but I feel like that doesn't really happen. Like normally you see a huge premiere and then maybe a huge peak at the end, but this clearly grew and grew and grew as as time went on. So I feel like going into seasons two, they'd be happy with that. In the US, I think it performed better than House of Dragon, um, House of the Dragon, which is nuts. Um, like, granted, I guess Game of Thrones had a bit of baggage attached to it, but that was still a record-breaking show of HBO, and they've gone and broken that again now. So, yeah, I'm super excited that there's a second series on the way, and um, I've got a lot of faith. I mean, like, I always had a lot of faith in these two creators going into it, um, and It'll, everyone yeah. working on the show more broadly, but... Yeah, like every change that they made made a lot of sense. Every addition they made made a lot of sense. Um, so excited to I'll, see what they do in seasons two and presumably three. Yeah, I'm really excited to see um, season two reactions from like a non-gaming oh, yeah. point of view because I think we oh, all just yeah. remember like from the leaks to Abby and just everything in between. Like it was yeah. one of the most toxic times on the internet for, for gaming and I'm just really keen to see how that all goes down in tv land yeah well like still in this kind of day and age like there's people that come away from it thinking joel is a good guy 
And like, I know you can kind of make the case for that, but that's not the way I see it. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of those same people react to, um, mm. to the second season. Um, James, I don't want to labor this too much though, because I can tell you're already getting bored, but objectively as best as you can, is this the best video game adaptation that there's ever been? Mortal Kombat's pretty good, <laughs> seriously. Just wait nah, until Mortal the Mario Kombat, movie. Nah, Mortal Kombat <laughs> was good. I also think Mario movie might overtake. I know I was going to say Sonic is actually quite good too. I know it's not the same vibe, obviously. <laughs> There's a very different audience. Sonic 2 was really fucking good. Like, I can't believe how good that movie was. I was ready for it to be junk, but who knows? Um, yeah, I, I think it's better than most for sure. Um, and I will probably leave it at that. <laughs> I'm glad you could enjoy Better for it, all. Yui. Let's. Uh, mm. And anyway. Kieran, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on this series as well, but I'm also eager to ask you, they've confirmed that the second season couldn't accommodate the full story of part two, and that's likely to be split mm. across multiple seasons. Does mm. that seem like the, the right call? I think so. I have a, I have a feeling... Well, I mean... Talking about the first series, like I um I hadn't actually watched it since we got access to like the full full thing before it ran, but yeah. I did manage. I did end up watching the um the finale, which was nice because it had all the CG and stuff probably implemented, and the mm. giraffe wasn't just wandering around like a blank paddock with a green screen. Um, <laughs> but like it it's still like even though I'd already seen it, it still it still got me just as good. Like I I think they did such a good job with that series. Yeah. Um, but, but with the second one. I feel like there's there's more scope with them to to play with that narrative. Like the f- the first was very much like they change things and they tweak things, but like progressively, like in the way it sort of played out, it was basically the same. Um, I feel like with the seconds with the second one, they have a chance to you know tell things in a different order, tell you know yeah. sides of perspectives of things that they didn't explore, fill in gaps in time. There's like so much for them to play with that they could easily do two three like multiple seasons like you know it we could be looking at three more seasons to cover everything that's a big game compared yeah. to the first one like it's huge I'm, I'm really like curious to see how they deal with the structure of it as well seeing as that well that's the, the thing yeah i've has that i feel like pivot but i feel like they've really they've, they're really gonna have to tweak a lot of that because that it kind of works from a gameplay perspective because they're making you feel the things that they want you to feel and then yeah. react to them in a different way Whereas with yeah. a TV series and a telling, you're trying to tell like a more linear story. Like if you look at the early Witcher series when they tried to do the whole like dual timeline thing and that that didn't pan out so well. Mm. Mm. I feel yeah. like they've, they're going to have to change things up. Yeah. Maybe that sort of inevitable confrontation. Yeah. They could kind of tell the two stories in tandems and make that kind of hit a little harder sooner. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what they do. I don't think that works though. That wouldn't work. I feel like so much of it works I think because by, yeah. you kind of leave oh, i don't want to ruin it for people but i know do, do you know what i mean like i feel like yeah splitting it the way they did in the game takes, makes sense takes yeah. like kind of makes you forget that about moment. what you've done before yeah yeah and, and yeah, the journey and maybe yeah seasons two and three need to be those two halves well there's there's that as well um that's like you, super brave though because i feel like there brave. is a if the, I, that's why I don't think they will do that because I feel like if they were to do that, yeah, I think that would be a great idea. I would love for that to be the way it goes down, but I just have a, a very sneaking suspicion that an inside word. People might not tune in to part three if that were to be done that way. I, I think I can imagine a way they could do it, but I can't. Maybe we talk about it after yeah. the show. Well, can I, can I just say go back? Yeah. I don't no, I'm get... just thinking now, though, because then the Santa Barbara stuff, like, that works yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's to, that could be that the end to get of three. To that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining... Okay, we're getting... This means we're, nothing to, to anyone I'm just going to refer to, like, locations. <laughs> I reckon, yeah. like, you end the second season at the theatre, but maybe that final, that season finale Is starts standing. with the hospital flashback. Ooh, getting real spoilery. Uh, <laughs> um, so you kind of get a little glimpse of it and then theater confrontation. Then the second half, back, like second season, the first couple of episodes do their thing. Then you go back to the theater, Santa Barbara conclusion. No. That would be uh, my image. Do you want to get out the whiteboard, Ewan, and we can like, plot this yeah. out? <laughs> 
Yeah. Can I just say, like, I know we're trying to, like, avoid saying anything too much here, but can I just say, like, I'm impressed with how little, pe- like, the gaming community has spoiled things for everyone I know. else with this series as well. Yeah. Amazing. Like, I hear people in the office talk about it, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'm like, how is, like, you're, you're chronically online. How have you not seen something about this already? Yeah. But, like... I love, though, like, the, the people haven't been shy to talk about Abby, but they haven't revealed, like, the significance of her, other mm. than she is significant. Yeah, it's so good. Mm. It's wonderful. I can't wait. 2026 or whenever the second season comes out. Um, Anyhow, thank you for permitting me all that Last of Us discussion. We should get onto the topic of game delays now because we've got a couple to discuss. The first being Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League being delayed. We've talked about this game a bit recently because we weren't thrilled about the gameplay reveal that we saw. Clearly, not everyone was thrilled either. uh, And they've pushed the game back to May it's unclear kind of to do what exactly with that time. Uh, but Shannon, do you think this delay can have any kind of significant improvements on the game, get people feeling a bit more enthusiastic about it? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, not with the things that we've spoken about in terms of like being games as a service and um, some of the characters feeling like one another and, and things like that. Like I can't imagine or think about what they could change in that time frame. Like maybe it's been done just to, to give them another marketing beat or two to, to build a little mm. more goodwill, or maybe they just need a bit more polish, but I, I don't think it's, yeah, like, like Gotham Knights, like it's, it's and, and Avengers, like it's too far gone to, to react to um, people's thoughts now this far in the piece. Yeah. What about yourself, James? What's your feeling about this delay? Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? We're accustomed to delays just being like we need a bit of time to do an extra level of polish, and like that could um, very much be the case here. But I think I think realistically, like um, I obviously don't know a lot about. Well, I've actually I probably know more than most about game development, but not. I, I don't know more I'm than most. Wait. You know, no, TV show development as well. I need to, I, yeah, I'm just a, I wear many hats throughout my not one today, unfortunately. No beanies on top of my. <laughs> big mane of hair but i um yeah <laughs> let me just like like dial that back a bit i feel like if they were changing anything a lot it would be pushed out of this year i do genuinely think i i don't know i feel like you've got this game coming out in 2 months i don't think that's i think because a lot of people are saying like the state of play the reaction to it is what has made this delay happen i just don't feel like any dramatic overhauls of gameplay systems um, could be fixed in like a few months. Unless those people are working a lot, which I also feel for them if they are. Mm. Um, Wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah, I I genuinely think this might be a polished thing, but then I also can't help but think, why wouldn't you delay it then? But then if, if it looked shit and they delayed it at the same time that'd be like oh okay but then they probably didn't think it looked shit because i don't like i don't know, I don't know. it's, it's know, a bold you know step I mean? having like a state of play game reveal and i feel like we're pretty accustomed to seeing those far in the piece and pretty confident that they're gonna hit the launch like i feel like it's often the case they kind of go gold in the weeks thereafter yeah um the timing doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense I wonder if it was like, oh, this reaction isn't great. Let's just kind of put a bit of distance between this moment and the release and try but and then, spin a different angle d- with the and marketing. Then, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel but, like Shannon was like made like, that was making a lot of sense. Like them wanting to maybe change the marketing angle a little bit, give them time to like replan the launch. Maybe yeah. like even even as far as the game goes, like sure they can't change the live service element, but maybe they can be like, oh, we'll dial this back will make this yeah. easier for people we'll give people more stuff like i feel like this is just breathing room for them to kind of rethink to make sure that they are going in with their best foot forward with what they already have mm. fingers crossed it all works out i don't uh, think it's going to be a train wreck i'm just going to call it. i think it'll be okay as yeah it, people it's just aren't like, accustomed to getting okay games from rock study though and they're it'll be a train you. train delay not a train wreck <laughs> just like just like a little bit shit it'll yeah. just be like a normal day in sydney <laughs> yeah no, like the wreck like the train's already wrecked it's just delight like it's traveling on the track 
it's 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 like rocking up <laughs> late into it's the like station. It's falling sparking apart. Sparking and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the vibe that I'm getting, if I'm being honest. Uh, anyway, well, I would love for it to be successful for the people who made it, obviously. Of course. Um, fans that waited so long for this and, like, oh God, DC fans, you know, they could really do something to celebrate, so I feel for them yeah, too. Yeah, so. I just can't visualise that happening <laughs> in any capacity at this stage. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, I'm curious to see what sort of analogy we come up with, though, to talk about Starfield's delay um, and mm. Xbox's e- kind of E3 plans as well. I want to discuss here too, but let's start with Starfield. Another notable delay of the week is now coming September 6th. So I think Brody was in the group chat um, singing uh, singing his own praises that he kind of predicted this right. Uh, Kieran, I might come to you first. Are we still excited? Are we still optimistic for this game? Considering we were meant to have this in, what, November of last year, and it's now kind of missed that first half uh, window that it set for itself thereafter, you still feeling positive about Starfield? I I think so. Like, I, I don't... Like, it's hard to say because I don't know what else is coming out around that September period. Like, we only really have, like, vis- you know, visibility on the next few months. But I feel like... Sure. I'm 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 all giant RPG'd out at the moment. I'm all you know, fifty, sixty, seventy hour gamed out at the moment. So I'm happy to put a bit of distance away with Starfield. I'm happy to wait for it. Um it's definitely gonna be my vibe, so I know I'll know I'll enjoy it. So whatever whatever it's like whatever time they need, like with anything else, um, if they're trying to make it the best game they can they can make it and they're doing that without crunching, then I'm happy, I think. Shannon, I'm curious, like, given the reaction to Fallout 76 kind of being a little light on polish and functionality when it came out, and Bethesda kind of often kind of carrying um, the kind of jankiness, I suppose, the reputation for being a bit janky, yeah. are they trying to make it as, like, ship shape as it can be, do you think? And is that the kind of sole focus? Or do you have broader concerns about the game? It's hard to know. Like like you said, like Bethesda game studio games are sort of known for this. Like going back to Skyrim, like yeah. saves on PS3 just like not working after like 40 hours and yeah. and things like that. So game breaking bugs all over. I kind of I yeah, I feel like given yeah. this is like Xbox's game for this year and like a hugely important exclusive um in terms mm. of bringing people in. I feel like I don't know, it'd be it'd be a shame to not have some of that Bethesda jank to an agree but i feel like they'd want to make sure it's working well on series x pc it's not on xbox one is it it's just next gen and, no, and pc just next so gen. yeah i feel like they'd want to make sure it's it's working well and really showing off that the series x um and is a selling point for game pass because as we've spoken about we don't really know about much else yeah. coming this holiday but I love that you yeah. find the jank somewhat endearing. That's well, that's yeah, like it's yeah to a degree. Like there's there's yeah, I, I don't want it breaking or, but I, I feel like sure, it's never been they've never been the most polished of games in terms the of like NPCs even mechanics kind of being like and, awkward with their dialogue and stuff. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I props to Xbox, I will say, like for kind of accommodating these delays, and they seem quite relaxed with Bethesda kind of managing their schedule, um, which is good. I'm glad that given the spot that they're in, they're not kind of pushing game releases as much as they perhaps could. Um, that, yeah. That's just the way it appears. I, at least. I am a little bit nervous given they actually can't with a release date though, and this is nearly a year later. Like if it was purely mm. a polished thing, I feel like they would have known before they dated it. So yeah, it's like giving Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah, and then that coming yeah. out and it's still being undercooked. I, I want I want this to be amazing because like I can see this being the game that I spend a hundred hours with this year. Um, and I still think Bethesda game studio games are unlike anything else in terms of this style of game. So I'm hopeful yeah. that it's going to be incredible and deliver. Uh, James, I'm curious to hear your thoughts as well. But also, Xbox have confirmed that they won't have a presence at E3, but they're going to do a showcase on Sunday, June 11th, which lands between the Summer Game Fest and the E3 sort of weekend. Um, are you pleased to see that they're still having a big showcase, presumably making a ton of announcements at that, that time? How do you see their kind of strategy coming together and now where Starfield falls into that? It depends, I guess. Like, what are they going to show? Like, the latest... I don't... Control. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, like, four more colours. 
Um, <laughs> Presumably, that's when we'll get of, our deep dive of Starfield at the very least. A deep dive into the control colors. <laughs> <laughs> Or a controller called Deep Dive, and it's yeah. blue. <laughs> Deep I can dive actually shadow. see that happening. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, it's happening next week. You watch. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I I get really deflated. I think I read the last, the last like, rumor was, like, Perfect Dark and Fable are both a little bit further away than we we're expecting, which, like, to me is just, like, like head-shakingly bad, if that's the term. If it's not, I've just coined it. But um, I don't... Like that one yeah, under the table. I, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, I'm never gonna up my street or whatever Ewan said the other day. Um, yeah, I <laughs> Starfield is so interesting to me because like we haven't actually had like a I don't mean to belittle Fallout 76, but like a proper Bethesda game since what 2015, like with Fallout 4, and mm. so much has changed um, RPG wise since then. Mm. Um, and even then, I think a lot of people felt Fallout 4 was like it was good, but very similar to three. Um, so I'm very yeah. interested to see, like, if Starfield is just that, like, typical, like, you know, Bethesda Game Studio experience, or it's going to be something more. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, like, Shannon's right, like, a lot, I think there's a lot hedging on this. I think it is, it's potentially going to be Xbox's biggest game so far since the new gen, um, or even since the Bethesda acquisition. Unless you count Ghostwire Tokyo, of course. Since, but, like, um, Xbox One, I'm going to say. Like, this is... I think feel yeah, like this is like, big. It, I, I agree. Yeah. That's actually... Yeah. Probably back then. Going back that far. Um, so, I do hope they get it right. And maybe that's why they want the extra time. Um, but, yeah. Like, I, I just was listening to you all speak and thinking about... We, I feel like we're having very similar... Thinking about your life choices. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was listening to you all speak and what sense was somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I could have finished Resident Evil 4 already again. But, like... Um, <laughs> but I do... Like, I genuinely am now thinking, like, it's very similar to Halo. Like, it kind of worries me a little bit. Because mm. I was like, a full year delay. Like, what could they get wrong? And that's so much extra time. <laughs> and then, like... Yeah, it's over, uh, more or less. But um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the game comes out and it's like Master Chief has crosses for eyes, like he's dead on arrival. <laughs> um, but like, I'm keen to be proven wrong. Like, it doesn't happen yeah. often, but I'm very keen for it to happen. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I, um, yeah, I really hope this lands and does something beyond their kind of formula, I think. Because you're right. Like, RP- open-world RPGs have changed an awful lot in the time since Even Fallout the 4. market, like you guys were saying, I think Kieran was saying before, I'm, like, kind of tired of these games that I have to put so fucking much time into. Oh, sure. To be- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's also changed a lot. And I'm not saying that they should make it shorter or smaller or anything like that. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, it has to be really compelling yeah. to pull oh, everyone yeah. in. In the same way that, say, like, Skyrim or Fallout became, like, these cultural zeitgeist moments for games. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So. Totally. Agree. And then I feel like, also, they haven't really done a good... It's almost like a uh, Tears of the Kingdom situation. I don't feel like these trailers have done a good job of telling me about the hooks and the loops. Yeah. And, like, where... How this game works. I don't um, know. Look, it's weird, different. Given. But, like, I just feel like when things like No Man's Sky exists and it continually getting better and it just... Yeah, I feel like there's just a lot more competition in every avenue that you look at now. But it also I'm doesn't hopeful. have, and I know we just kind of criticize game service, but it doesn't have like a crux of like, oh, it'll be something fun to play with your friends or like, um, yeah, the gunplay is not as solid as Destiny, but like mm. it's got a way better story. Like it, it's just, yeah, it doesn't have that kind of differentiating factor other than sort of being the Bethesda game works kind still, of like, world and I can't think buildings. of anything of like like Skyrim or Fallout in terms of like just getting set free and exploring like the, for me there's yeah. nothing like that so I'm but, hopeful like, and, and they pioneered that but they don't set the benchmark for that genre anymore um, like we've had I feel like The Witcher 3 kind of pushed that boundary in the more recent Assassin's Creed games and Breath of the Wild obviously like but once again uh, they haven't had the chance to that's yeah, what I mean. Like, it's been it. so long since they've actually put out a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't in... It is a real expansion. test, though. Yeah. 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 
fingers we'll play up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. well, we're going long, so I'm going to turn this next topic into a bit of a rapid-fire question. We'll have two rapid-fire questions today. How exciting. Uh, firstly, Square has admitted that Forspoken fell short of sales expectations and was let down by, quote, challenging reviews. My question for the three of you is, do you let reviews impact your purchase decisions still? James, start with you, seeing as you're shaking your head. No, I'm like, I'm biased because I reviewed it. You can't ask me that. <laughs> but maybe like, not not necessarily for Forspoken, but like for games generally. And maybe less because you do get a lot of review codes, I suppose. Less purchasing the game, but investing your time in it should you not be reviewing it. If other uh, people are down on it, are you less likely to play the game? Depends on who reviewed it. <laughs> no, okay. No, that's... No, <laughs> that's 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 Give us names. No, <laughs> no okay, I'm not giving names. I'm not like that at all. I'm not really like that. Um, do I let reviewers influence my decision? No. I've always been about... I mean, and I say to people, like, even though I review games, my close friends, I'm like, even if I fucking hated it, you try it. You might like it. Like, <laughs> I've always said that. Um, I love that. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. That that like I can't. Believe, I didn't actually know that's the comment that we we're talking about because now I want to talk about that for a long time. Um, we'll see if like, what's that game they've just put a trailer out for? It looks like shit, and it's like NFT, like Symbo Biogenesis. Symbiogenesis. Yeah, it looks terrible, and like yeah, yeah. Anyway, and like then, then that'll flop, and they'll be like, oh, bad reviews. Like it's not reviews. Like make, I don't make know, good make games. good. Yeah, like, like I'm not even saying I don't want to be I don't want to shit on for spoken specifically because I don't think it was a bad game. I think it was a I think there were some bad choices made in terms of its design, but like the game itself was quite solid. Yeah, this is mm. not a rapid. I, mean, I guess if I think about a recent but- example, like Atomic Heart, how they showcased that game, like got all of its hooks into me. And although the reviews were pretty middling, I was like still excited to play this game, still excited to give it a go. Yeah, have I finished I think it? No. To, to answer <laughs> but- your question, like no, I don't like because it is rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was later. gonna say in the age of like TikTok and Twitter and things going viral, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like reviews as much as it is like just certain things like for spoken's um, like narrative yeah, or that's like a really the voice good acting. Like, it's those little like, things that people lean into and don't look at anything clip. else. And, like, yeah. that just gets shared ad nauseum. And everyone wants to, quote, retweet it to dump on it because it's cool. And, like, yeah. oh, th- this has shit dialogue. Like, that video of that person playing Hogwarts and they clearly didn't know how to play an action game. People are like, this combat's dog shit. Like, it, and that Pokemon just, like, survived that, though, proving nostalgia trumps But all. that was funny. That was, like, charming and endearing. Running it, like, like 10 frames so was funny. Like, somebody threw positively. out, like, <laughs> yeah, like, somebody threw out that big Pokemon and then it flopped and hit someone. It looked like a giant dick like that's funny like, and it found a whole new audience yeah like it's funny it's not cringe like whereas right, okay. yeah writing it back in rapid fire sorry Karen I'm just Always letting you know back my the full process <laughs> yeah, yeah. um no I don't think anyone should read reviews or video game websites <laughs> It's true. Certainly, um, don't go to press start and read any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I like. I'm I'm with James. Like, I think people should just try things and and decide for themselves. But I get why people read reviews because games are expensive, and if you have a limited yeah. amount of money to spend on one game or two games a, a month or a year or whatever, then you want to you want something to tell you that you're making the right decision. Yeah. So, and I think generally, there's value like, in it with, for people. Like, at least my approach to reviewing, and I would guess you two are the same, or you three are the same. Uh, uh, like it, we kind of call out what does work and who the game might speak to and who it may not speak to. Like, I think we always kind of make mm. a habit of doing that. So, um, and you I assume people go often. in with some knowledge about the game and that it's a game that they're actually genuinely already interested in. And you try yeah. to, and you try to communicate to them, like, does, is this going to serve those interests that you have? Yeah. 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 Well, good rapid fire question. I do have another yep, one great. for you. Uh, shapes as in the Arnott's, Cracker biscuit yeah. brand um, sent out controller-shaped crackers Don't know what they to are. influencers in this week. Prompted me to ask, "What is your go-to gaming snack?" James, you're the authority. Question. Have I already asked this question? Yeah. What is it at remember. the moment? Then I've forgotten. <sighs> I change I don't up eat all the at time. the moment when I game because I'm just playing like Resident Evil Four. Runs. But yeah, I can't put the controller down; otherwise, I waste seconds. Um, go-to <laughs> snack. Um, I'm going to pass for now. Come back to me in about 
two people's time. And, and I'll have an answer for you. Last night, I genuinely ate two carrots as I was playing some Apex That is Legends, the most tragic just, thing yeah. I've ever <laughs> I'm trying to eat healthier when I'm eating like, like some past sad bunny. Like I, I have been having like Savoy's and um, cream cheese, oh, just like using that as a dip Wait. though. That's from like one extreme to the Real the good. other in yeah. terms of like health. That cream cheese um, is not doing me anyone any favors. I I honestly would say like if I'm gonna demolish a packet of something, like it would be shapes or like natural yeah. confectionery snakes or like any Ooh. kind of lollies in a bag. Like I'm not yeah, but shapes would be like if I've got a box of pizza shapes in front of me, like it's not gonna last long. It's it's pizza going quickly. Shapes. Well, what, what do you do when you've got a good flavor in front of you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pizza's great. Pizza's so. the best. Oh, wow. James, that, yeah, there you go. Get him, James. What? what is that? Yeah. Tweet, send us I your think... tweets, your opinions on that. Leave them in the comments. I think... I, I've decided. I genuinely... <laughs> I love a good potato chip, but... <laughs> the problem with them is there's so much grease. So, like, I have yes. to stop. Like, that's why I think maybe, like, red frogs or something are better vibe because they're dry. Like, there's no... Red frogs are like, dope. There's yeah. no contamination. Even, like, um, gummy lollies, though, have, like, some sort of residue to the outside of them. They kind of get no, in your fingertips and it gets, like, all kind of slippery. Like, cheap out of code no, like, stuff. I, maybe that's a natural confectionery thing. They kind of kind of oily. TV snacks are good. <laughs> like the sti- the malt sticks, they're good. Yeah. But you have to eat them quick because they melt really fucking fast. In that per- a chocolatey <laughs> controller. Yeah, oh, um, God, you don't want that. The other night, I had a lovely lime tart while I was playing Resident <laughs> Evil. What? A lime tart? <laughs> yeah, no, a lovely we lime tart. tart. We ordered it And that was dessert. Yeah, I've just had a real think about my life. Um... <laughs> That was pretty McFlurry. Good. I was I'll go on McFlurry as well, like a Sunday. Oh, not. Yeah, Melts, ice cream not. is a dangerous game. I, yeah. I do this all the time, but like... If I had if someone to feed it to me, that shit I would have ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> if I had someone to like, feed it I'll, to me. I'll put myself as tribute to do that for yeah. you. Kieran, <laughs> you're really very nice. patient in letting us ramble. What is, what is your go-to I look, snack? Again, rapid-fire question, and we're yeah. like, I wonder if Natural <laughs> Confectionery has more residue on their gummies than the other brands. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, look, food-wise for me, it'd be like it'd be like cracked pepper savoys with like salami Ooh. and pickles on top. Um, that's bougie, fancy. Like yeah, yeah that's, if, wow. if, if not, it'll be like a big like pre-workout gamer like 400 milligrams of caffeine drink, which I'm trying not to drink Getting as much. That like G fuel, so that I don't eye. die. Love a bit of G Fuel. We really need like a spin-off podcast about fast food and stuff. Yeah, put this at the yeah. start of the podcast. That's what the people Maybe are Maybe I just for. section this out and it's its own YouTube upload. I don't know. I think uh, so. Cool. Well, we've arrived at What the Wiki. My dinner will be I'm out hungry. of the oven in seven minutes. Pressure's on. What's what the dinner? Wiki? Uh, what is pork, for dinner? Pork bites. Pork belly oh, bites. Oh, yeah. Pork belly oh. bites. Yeah. Interesting. Anyhow, this is what the wiki, the Press Start Podcast game show, where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unmade game and the contestants must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess and the round ends after someone scores two points. Brody and James are currently in the lead on seven points each. Then myself, Shannon and Kieran are all tied on five points. I love how competitive this currently is. As last week's been James is in the hosting chair today, meaning one of us is going to catch up with the two of them. Who will it be? James, let's find out. Okay. Um, I'm going to be controversial and oh. break my own rule. Oh, you've got a theme? Yeah. <laughs> wow, Brady will be so sad to miss it. I know, but, you know, you win some. Is it Resident Evil? As they say. (laughs) Literally, Resident Evil 4 Um, on different platforms. I I started with that theme, but I gave it up. I thought it was a bit too on the nose. Um, So, yeah, let's move on. Let's go. Um, Let's tab over to... Oh, wait, I just want to, like, split it so I can still see all your beautiful faces. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Everyone's paying attention. Fantastic. The game is an open-world action-adventure game. The game encourages non-linear gameplay, which is illustrated by the game's lack of defined entrances or exits to areas, scant instructions given to the player, and encouragement to explore freely. 
The game also introduces a consistent physics engine to the series, letting players approach problems in different ways rather than trying Here to find us. Ewan was first, so... There must the have been a delay. That's, a, that's unfortunate. Oh, uh, interesting. Um, yes, Yui, it was Zelda. Damn it. Breath Let's of the go. Wild, congrats. Does anyone know what the theme is yet? Have they worked out <laughs> from one game? <laughs> Open world games that, games that James to pay attention to. Hates. Hated. Are you go. done? Clean my <laughs> <Yeah. up>. okay. <laughs> Can I get a point if I'm right? Hurry up. Ewan's pork belly butts are yeah, waiting. Yeah, four minutes there. They're sizzling in go. the oven, <laughs> quivering in their boots. Um, the game is an action-adventure game played from a first- or third-person perspective and set in an open-world environment featuring a fictionalised version of the United States. Ew. It features... Yep, go. Really wants his pork bites. It's just Fallout 4. It's not, mate. Sorry. Um, it, it features single-player and online multiplayer components. For most of the game, the player controls the main character as they complete missions... Missions, linear scenarios which set objectives to progress the story. Though there is a second playable character too. Mysterious. Outside of missions, they can freely Shannon. roam the interaction. <clears throat> Wait, no. <laughs> Let me know when I'm back. Shannon? No, I, no. You said online, didn't you? It also has online. No, I don't know. But you're not thinking, I think you're getting, don't think Am about I back? that. Shannon. No. Not, I'll just, not, metal you and can be back. No, it's not Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Um, the characters may engage in combat with enemies using melee attacks, firearms, bow and arrow, throwables, explosives, and can also dual-wield weapons. The player can also swim as the first playable character, but not as the second. Shannon, am I back? Am I back? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. <laughs> the Last of Us. No. No. Pie I love you have Okay, everyone's back. <laughs> Moving on. The game's development lasted over eight years, beginning soon after the the prior game's release, and it became one of the most expensive video games ever made. The developer co-opted all of its studios into one large team to facilitate development. They drew influence from real locations as opposed to film or art, focusing on creating an accurate reflection of the time period with the game's characters and world. The game was the developer's first built specifically for the eighth gen of consoles, uh, which is... Uh, Xbox One, PS4, whatever. Mm. Um, having tested their technical capabilities while porting one of their previous games to the platforms too. Development included a controversial crunch schedule of 100-hour weeks, leading to reports of mandatory and unpaid overtime. Oh, Shannon. Shannon was first. <laughs> I don't know. Grand... <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5. It's not, mate. Oh, Lost. shit. I know what it is. Uh, the game's online multiplayer mode lets up to 32 players engage in a variety of cooperative and competitive game modes. Everyone's oh, Ewan. back in. Ewan. Is this Red Dead Redemption 2? It is Ewan. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You win. Damn. Why uh, did I go with that? Kieran, why do I feel like you were just watching uh, along there? Uh, <laughs> Kieran, why don't you play? It disappoints me. Well, oh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't execute it properly this time. But my new strategy is just get one point every week, so that I'm in every week still. Oh, Not that I did it this time. Yeah. This is why I failed it this time. Interesting. But people like you ruin it for everyone. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, is that is that smart? I'm trying to work it out. Um, I was thinking that Kieran was just being nice and let me win so we could wrap up and I could get. Do my you know what we should do? If you win both, you get a bonus point. A minute, ten seconds. I feel like I said that and you'll shut it oh. down. You should you should get well, a bonus was... point if you're the only point scorer. Ooh, I'm but happy to institute time. that right now. Yeah. <laughs> but not this. Um, so, <laughs> the, do they know what the theme was? Open world uh, games released since Fallout Four. Nah, it's actually, um, it was games that Press Start gave a 10 to. Really? Oh, Read into that what you good. will. Mmm. 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 I was just feeling like that would be a good theme to run with. <laughs> with that, let's bring an end to our episode coming. of the Press Start podcast. Subscribe to us on Listen or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. <laughs> You can follow me at shancake underscore on Twitter. 
also joining us today was James. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, you got the giggles. Out. <laughs> I was also, I was good. no, because I was just thinking like it was also because Ewan has ten pork belly bites in the oven. That's why. <laughs> anyway, you can follow me you on Twitter at, at James <laughs> At Ewan's pork belly bites. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, saving the day as always. It was Karen. I did. Well, I, uh, yep. Day. I don't know how I saved the day. Um, you were keeping your yeah. rapid fire short, yeah. keeping what the wiki yeah. short. He did it. It was the bad. longest yeah. rapid fire. Well, if you shut had. up, you can go get your <laughs> fucking. They're burning. They're, They're burning. <laughs> they can smell. Uh, yep. H a s h underscore b r a u n on Twitter. Amazing. Thank you, Kieran. And I've been your host, uh, your host, Ewan. I, I still had to change the notes when Shannon was meant to host earlier in the week. It's uh, you me. can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 My little pork belly bites. <laughs>